Blink, blink, ding, bling. Ding, 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 Welcome to a very special mini-sode, a smaller-sode than what you're used to. So small. So small. You can't even see it. We're down here. We're down here. Hello. Can you you see and hear us? Can you please give me a thimble of water? I'm thirsty. (laughs) (laughs) And one popped corn. Yes, <laughs> one popcorn <laughs> would blow up my tiny tummy. <laughs> Hi, Jackie. Hi, Amy. Yay! I'm ex- I'm so excited. We are doing a mini sode, and especially, woo, and especially uh, the topic that we're doing. Which can I? Am I allowed to say it now? Yeah. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, all right. Uh, so we are going to discuss the possibility, like, does Dale know that Nancy and John Redcorn have been bumping uglies for the last 14 years and that Joseph, and that Joseph is not his son? So mm. I am stoked to talk about this one because there, I just, I got some thoughts. I'm still not sure which way I lean, but... Maybe by the end of this, we'll both come to a verdict. Yeah, and it's nice to talk about because I think it's a little bit different than the is Bill Bobby's father, which people are such a polarizing topic. Mm. People will go out of their way to assert that Bill is or isn't. Uh, but this is a little bit, I feel like there's a little bit more gray area and people, it's easier for people to go back and forth. But yes. It's it's fun to to entertain. You're absolutely right. I feel a lot less um, intensely or passionately even uh, about this topic than I do the Bobby's who's Bobby's real father. And I wouldn't say that I'm not like passionate about it, but I just I don't feel as offended <laughs> by the uh by the notion by either notion, you know, whether or not Dale knows or if he knows that Joseph is like either way, I'm not like how dare you suggest that Peggy would sleep with Bill. <laughs> yeah, if anything, I I don't I feel like I don't feel passionate at all about that argument because it's so when the first time I ever heard it, my first thought and this kind of came up in our episode with uh, mm-hmm. the Arlen bystander, but my first thought was the only way that's possible is that <sighs> Peggy was drugged or something. Yeah. I Which know. is such I... a dark thought, and I don't know that Bill Bill is too much of prey to be predator like that. I, I, I like that saying, although. 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 I, 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 ooh, I wouldn't put it past him. I just wouldn't. I just wouldn't. And 
not maybe not so much intention. Oh god, this is okay. <laughs> 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 Holy shit! I don't. I do not want to analyze a possible oh. uh, <laughs> drugging. <laughs> that's Jeez. not what this episode's about. Yeah, that's not what this is about. Okay, we're done. We're done I like that. started pulling my own hair. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I feel like a jolt of lightning has just gone through me. I can't. <laughs> we're not talking about this anyway. We're talking about <laughs> Dale and Nancy and John Redcorn, and we're gonna get into that and talk about what how we feel uh, or what what we think and I, there's a couple of different theories going around with with this this whole situation so mm-hmm. i'm interested to talk about all of them yeah but before that mm-hmm. jackie Barbie. you know it's um we're having a little bit of a we're doing a mini-sode we're having a little bit of a quarantine pod so i i think that we should maybe do a little chat, talk about some things that we've been enjoying during our our social distancing and isolation, and maybe just in general, if there was something before that. How about you? What do you think about that? I think I think that's great. Awesome. I so have, tell me. I have lists of a few different Yeah. Go for it. I'm ready. Okay. Well, I I just I've been excited to kind of talk about I like hearing what people are doing and I thought, well, maybe there's some stuff that I'm interested, I don't know, that I'm interested in that other people might, now that they're stuck at home or they have the time or maybe they're feeling isolated, they might be interested in. But um, Mm -hmm. I made a list of some of my favorite books, some of my favorite movies, TV shows, activities. Ooh. Uh, So I thought I would just share that yeah i am interested to hear so amy just off the top of my head um one of my favorite activities to do are these escape games and i know what you're thinking escape game that's gonna make me feel like i'm trapped i don't want to feel like i'm trapped but i've been a big fan of these unlock games where they're hooked up to an app on your phone and they come with a bunch of different cards and each one is its own little adventure that you travel through. I finished one a a while ago where I was in an old Western and I was on a train and I was a sheriff and I was having to solve a mystery. And now I'm in a few different ones. There's one where I'm in the land of Oz and I'm traveling through it. Um, There's another one where I've, I'm a diver and I'm in this old wreck. Uh, but I like it because it feels like there's, it's attached to an app on your phone. So there's background music, sound effects. You're, you feel like you're transported into another world and you're traveling through it and you're trying to solve all these clues to make your way to the end. Mm. And, um, and I really like those. Yeah. A lot, and you can play a you can play with just one person or multiple mm-hmm. people. So, quick question: You were saying that there's cards involved, and you hook it up to your an app on your phone. Now, is it also is it physical cards, or is it all just an app? Physical cards. Oh, okay. So you like purchase them from wherever, and then you download the app, and then you can play along that way. Yep, and it's timed. Which, if it's you know, I, I rarely get through 
one in time. So I usually have to go back and do it again. But Mm -hmm. that's kind of nice because you get to play it multiple times. And then once I'm done, I'll write my name and the date I solved it inside of the cover and I'll pass it on to someone else and keep passing it on to, you know, other people. Oh, I love that. Yeah, but it's nice because it'll, it'll, um, like the Western one was fun because I'm on this train and there are robbers coming and I'm trying to solve this mystery. The engineer was knocked out. And at one point, the app just kind of stops you and you hear gunfire and it's just like, stop whatever you're doing. You're being attacked by bandits. And so, I don't know, it just kind of takes you through this world and this Uh journey, but. But yeah, each room you enter, it's like find card number 57 and you pull up that card and it's like, oh, here's a box that has like a rusty lock on it. How do I get inside? So I don't know. It's just. What are these games called? Because that sounds, I've never heard of something that's like, I mean, of course I've heard of them before, but like, a, I, I don't know what they're called, like a physical game that you can also play in your phone or on your computer. Here's that Wizard of Oz one I'm playing and it's by, uh, I guess the company's called Unlock. Uh It just comes in this tiny box, but I also just got a three-pack one where it has three different adventures. One's a level one, one's a level two, and one's a level three, so three is the hardest. Uh And uh, it's just uh, mystery adventures. Cool. Yeah. Those actually sound really fun, and I'm not, I am not a big game player, like, because they make me feel dumb, so (laughs) I rarely play games, but those sound really cool. It's it's nice. And if you do get stuck, you can ask for a hint. And if you get really, really stuck, you could just be like, all right, give me the answer so I can move on. But, <laughs> but uh, I, I like them a lot. So uh, I recommend them. Unlock. Unlock with an exclamation point. They have a lot of different adventures. Sweet. So that's one of my recommended activities, those unlock games. I also wrote um, gardening, which oh. is... Kind of, it's kind of a great time to garden because it's something that keeps your attention. It's something that changes from day to day. And mm-hmm. eventually you could grow your own food, which if you can limit the amount of time you have to go to the store, that's kind of nice. Uh, yeah. Baking, mm-hmm. taking unflattering pictures of your pets, <laughs> interactive online games. And that could range from uh, Words with Friends to whatever you can do between playstations i don't know um (laughs) meditation i can't recommend that enough yeah i mean you could meditate like for two minutes a day and it really makes a huge difference have a spa slash masturbation day nice i mean you can make that last an entire day trust me for sure and um start a podcast. So those are just some of my recommended <laughs> activities. I I think you're the one who told me, Jackie, that uh, podcast creation, like there's just been an explosion of new podcasts because of everybody being quarantined. So mm-hmm. everybody finally has the time to start that podcast that they've been talking about, you know, so it's like, why not? Why not now? I would I would say start a podcast, not necessarily to communicate with other people, which is great to do. But just to get to know yourself better, because when you listen back to yourself on a podcast, you get all this new insight into what you sound like. And and it's mostly, I think, pretty positive. You're just learning a lot more about yourself. And Yeah. 
I know, I know that I've heard from a lot of people who say, oh my God, I could never listen back to me. You know, I could never listen to me on a podcast. That would be so cringy. And it is at first. It definitely Mm -hmm. is. But you quickly get over it because it feels more like um, you're being way more discerning. You're not necessarily listening to yourself only. You're listening to the whole, like to the, the episode as a whole. So you don't really, it's not as bad as you would think it is to listen to yourself. There are times when, you know, I listen back and I'm like, what did I, what, that made no sense. (laughs) And then you cut it out and delete it and nobody ever knows. (laughs) Nobody has to know how incompetent you are. They don't. It's exactly (laughs) like the conversations you have in the shower. Yeah. (laughs) Everything is perfect and perfect timing and you have the best comeback every single time. (laughs) Yeah, it is great. There, There have been so many moments where I've just been like, I didn't realize how intelligent and articulate I sound. This that's that's so nice to know. And then there have been other times where I'm like, oh, I didn't realize I said that like that or I made that weird sound. That's good to be aware of. I'm, I'm <laughs> glad I know that now. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely suggest everybody start a podcast. It's fun. And it's cool to learn how to do it all. You know, just learn how to edit the audio, set your set up your own you know, whatever platform you're going to use, we use Podbean. So that's an easy one to get set up on. And it's just, it's fun. And it's really fun to interact with other people as well. It's a, it's a creative outlet and we all need those right now. For sure. Um, What about you, Amy? What activities are you into right now? Oh God, (laughs) nothing, not a goddamn thing. I, you know, I'm one of those people, I feel, you know, I see all these things where it's, there's all these memes, all these posts on Instagram where it's like, it's okay if you don't do anything, you know, everybody's, it feels like people are being extra creative and productive and it's okay if you're not. And I'm like, is it because I feel like a fucking loser? Cause I'm not doing anything. (laughs) I, I have, you know, I've actually spent this time to, um, spent this time decluttering and cleaning and that feels really good. Like I, I even cleaned underneath my bed. I got rid of just tons of clothes that don't fit anymore. And I was holding on to for whatever reason, um, books that are just like, they were just strewn about my apartment that I keep stubbing my toe on. So (laughs) finally picked those up. That's been nice. (laughs) Um, and just Oh, cleaning out my fridge, my pantry. Oh. oh my God. My, I, the first time I did it, I sent a picture to our friend Marina and she goes, girl, you have depression fridge. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you're goddamn right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those things where you like, you, you close the door and you don't have to think about it. And it's like, I cannot possibly handle that right now. <laughs> I, I'm, I see all these people decluttering their house and I'm not quite there yet, but mm-hmm. I'm, almost dreading it even though I know that now's the perfect time right but uh I think it's really gonna be shocking and a little upsetting to see I've got I'm sure I've got depression fridge uh to to really see how much dust I have around and like fully grasp the fact that I breathe all of this in all the time Um, the amount of cat hair that you will (sighs) find Jackie is going to be alarming it was obscene like I I have you know I I never close my bedroom door because it's just me so I like finally 
closed my bedroom door and it was oh. just piles of cat hair and dust behind the door. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it's like, how long, how long has this been here for? So finally getting rid of that. And yeah, like depression fridge. I got depression bedside table and closet, oh. all mm-hmm. of it. Like just, I was like, I have got to take care of this. So it did feel really good, but it was overwhelming at first. I will not deny that at all. Like the getting started was like, oh, I am taking on a massive task. But once I got into it, it felt really good. And and it is massive and overwhelming when you think about all of it. But if you just start with small things, like I just, I just had one of those little tiny moments where I was getting something out of the medicine cabinet behind my mirror in the bathroom. And I realized how much dust there was in the cabinet and like water dried water stains and I remember as I was closing the door thinking oh I need to clean this out and then I stopped halfway through closing the door and I stared at it and I was like but when am I gonna do that (laughs) and I really like had to reckon with the fact that I I could not ever clean this out (laughs) (laughs) yep but it's it's just one of those little things where it's like this isn't this isn't totally necessary but if i just cleaned out this one cabinet every day when i went to brush my teeth it would be a radically different experience yeah i that's exactly how i started i started by cleaning out my just my cupboard my kitchen cupboard one of them and i was like all right i have so much shit that i i just got to get rid of and when you do just the one thing, you start to like get that like, oh, okay, I really want to do everything else because I can't have just this one thing look really nice because it feels so good. And I would just like mm-hmm. open up my cupboard and look at everything and be like, yes, oh, that's nice. So then mm-hmm. I just went from room to room, like I did my kitchen. And then the next day I did the living room and the bathroom. And then my my bedroom was the last one because that one's... That's where everything is. That's where everything hides. That's <laughs> where all the darkness hides. <laughs> so it does, it, that did feel really good. And I am, I am happy that I at least did that. But, and also, you know, listening to a ton of audiobooks, just that really helps with cleaning things. But also in general, that's what I've been doing with the extra time, just catching up on some reading. Books will really take you on a journey. What books? can you recommend right now? So I, okay, so there's a couple that I have. Um, So I'm doing the reading challenge on goodreads.com. And I, last year I read, I think I read 23 or 26 books. I can't remember. I think it was 23. And this year I'm trying to read either 30 or 35. And really the only way for me to be able to do that is to listen to audiobooks. And if anybody says that audiobooks are not reading, you can get the hell out. What? Because Who would say that? A lot of people, a lot of people don't consider them to be like reading. And I'm like, well, what about people with reading disabilities? Yeah, those people must have like the luxury of being able to sit down and read a book. I mean, not everyone has <laughs> that luxury. I know. <laughs> Making that content more accessible. I'm sorry. Right. What's wrong with that? <laughs> Nothing. Not a damn thing. I am fully in support of audiobooks. And also, if you get a really good narrator, it just makes it even better. I mean, you just get so sucked into the story more than I would with my own dumb head voice. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Uh, so, okay, just real quick. Something, so I read Where the Crawdads Sing, which is like a really big popular book right now. It is really good. The audiobook is excellent. Well done. Um, I also, yeah, yeah. Um, I also read uh, Quit Like a Woman, which oh, is, I yes, want to read that. It's awesome. It is a book about, uh, I think the tagline is how to quit drinking and a, or how to be sober in a world that's obsessed with drinking. And it is specifically geared towards women and women identifying people. Um, because it kind of talks about how like the, the patriarchy has kind of co-opted the women's movement and used it as a way to market to uh, women as a means of being like, you can drink like a man and be empowered and things like that. Uh, but it also is just basically a book about like uh, this woman, Holly, Holly Whitaker is the author. And it talks about her journey into sobriety and not drinking. Um, and it's just, it's really well written. Uh, and, you know, I always post about books that I'm reading on my personal Instagram and something I had said about it that I really appreciate is that it doesn't harp on so hard about how, oh, alcohol is poison. You know, it's really bad for you. It's bad for your body. You're drinking poison. It does, do, you know, mention that of course, cause it is the truth, but we all know that we know that like you don't have a hangover from drinking alcohol cause it's good for you. Like we know that it's harming us, but people don't really give a shit. I know I didn't. So <laughs> to hear that over and over again, I'm like, Oh, that's not a compelling enough reason. It's like cigarettes. People are like, you know, they'll kill you. It's like, yeah, but I like them. So yeah. And then all it does is just make you feel guilt and shame for doing that thing, which can ultimately make you do that thing more often. Right. You're just like, well, whatever. I'm a, I'm a fuck up anyway. So exactly. So I do like that. It doesn't harp on that. Oh, harp is, I like that. It doesn't, um, pound that into you. <laughs> like it's not constantly talking about that. So that was one that I read. And, um, incidentally, I haven't drank in 37 days. Oh my God. Amy. But who's counting? <laughs> <laughs> so it's not it's not a matter of me. I'm not saying that I'm getting sober or anything like that. It's just that I'm taking an extended break because I really needed I really needed to take one. So that's great. I I'm right there with you where I'm just like I nobody loves wine more than me. Mm, I love it. I know. Especially at the end of the day, I love wine. But I'm also just dying to get to a place where I can just what was I gonna say I'm dying to get to a place where I feel excited to not drink wine yeah you know yeah so that's really that's really god your brain does just function completely differently it's really amazing it really is because this is the longest I have gone without drinking since my early 20s easily Easily because, you know, all my friends, and I wouldn't say that's because I drank every day. It, it's because I would drink every weekend or, you know, a th by, uh, by at least Thursday, you know, we would yeah. go out party. Um, and then as I got older, happy hour, you know, in the middle of the week, uh, which I still enjoy those things, but it, to know that like, that's the longest that I've gone is interesting. It's interesting to note. 
But it is also interesting that when you're not drinking, you kind of become more aware of the culture of drinking. And especially now with the pandemic and everybody being inside, it's interesting to see that alcohol, like people are talking more about drinking, you know, and things like that. And I'm not by no means am I being like, oh, God, look at all of you, because I absolutely normally if I hadn't already started this break, I would be right there with everyone slamming a bottle of wine a night for sure. But um, because of me taking a break, you just kind of you start to notice these things more and the things that you would normally not even question. You're kind of like, hmm, I wonder wonder what's going on with that. I don't know if that really makes sense, but. It does. It does make sense. And it's kind of, it's easy to think like, oh, we're all stuck at home. Let's just, I mean, at least for us from Florida, it's like, oh, whenever there's a hurricane, you just load up on beer and ride the wave until it's all over. And it's easy (laughs) to fall into that trap now. But one of the tricky things about our culture is that so much of what we do socially revolves around drinking Mm -hmm. and now that stuff's been taken away. So it's actually kind of a great opportunity to take a break from drinking because you, you can't go meet someone at a bar or at a brewery or, yep. Or, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was saying to another friend, I said, this was the, both the best and the worst time to take a break because Worst because the stress and the anxiety and the fear makes you want to drink, right? And the isolation and just feeling kind of depressed in general or bored. Uh, you know, it just God, something to fucking kill the time, you know, and make things and liven things up a little bit. Um, but also the best because there is no pressure to go to happy hour, to go to a bar, to go on a date, like to meet up with people or go to a barbecue, even like while I am missing those things, the fact that you simply cannot do them makes it a lot easier to not follow, to, to follow through with not drinking. Yeah. And by all means, if you want to stay home and one of my favorite things used to be to just find a weird recipe, not even a weird recipe, just a nice recipe and, and get day drunk and bake. That was one of my favorite things to do. By all means do that. But if you are considering taking a break from drinking now really does seem to be the perfect time to do it yep yep yeah of course I mean no judgment on what anybody does it's like I said it's not me being like preaching the word of sobriety at all I'm just taking a break but it has been nice and it has been easier simply because we can't do anything yeah and and uh I feel like I've heard a lot of people talk about feelings of anxiety or stress or or whatever pop up and not being able to dull those feelings with alcohol but here's where meditation can really benefit you too if you oh yeah and exercise exercise yeah Uh, I know I know like everyone's like man shut the fuck up (laughs) I know know. that's that's what I would say I'd be like shut up exercise get the fuck out of (laughs) here I I don't like it I don't I like it at all. I hate that. It, I hate that it makes me feel better. <laughs> I hate it. I know. I wish I could be like, I'm taking a break from exercising because it yeah. just is not serving me anymore. <laughs> I know, right? Ugh. You got um, anything else, Jack? Well, I have been rereading Barrel Fever by David Sidaris. Oh, love. Yeah. 
Sadar Sadaris. Sadaris. Oh God, I love him so much. Oh my God, I've been loving rereading that book. So funny, so good. Um, I also just for anyone that likes true crime, I just finished reading The Phantom Prince, which is written by what's her face the the girlfriend of ted bundy who dated him for like years and years oh Anne rule no 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 she worked with him she i did read that right right before the stranger beside me Mm -hmm. um uh she wrote it i guess maybe in the 80s so it was still a little bit fresh for her but then there's an afterword by her and then there's an after afterward by her daughter who's an adult now and it is fascinating frustrating insightful and then the after afterward by her daughter is truly upsetting and troubling and horrifying oh. so, so it, elizabeth it was, kendall yep liz okay yeah so wow. it was it was good uh for anyone that likes true crime and uh i always recommend rereading the books that you didn't read in high school or maybe <laughs> you did read them and you just didn't get it but oh my god i mm-hmm. i've reread those books and they meant so much to me after i reread them in my late 20s but the road fahrenheit 451 mhm the giver just I love the giver oh the giver <laughs> oh my god what a completely different book reading it as an adult do you have any movie recommendations or tv shows no i mean i never ever watch anything different ever and i'm not a movie person well i will say will and i just watched a movie on netflix called britney runs a marathon Mm. and i think it's maybe some kind of indie movie but it's about it's starring what's her face hold on let me pull up her name Mm -hmm. jillian bell Jillian Bell. Mm-hmm. And I love it. It kind of touches on a little bit of our alcohol talk where it's this girl in New York City in her late 20s and I completely identified with her just going out and partying and just kind of like a big, you know, fuck you to the world and who gives a shit and I'm doing yeah. what I want to do and I'm not like accepting your judgment blah blah blah. But right. then she starts, I forget exactly why, but she starts running I think maybe she's trying to prove something to somebody else and it just her life kind of transforms in all these unexpected ways Mm -hmm. and it's it's interesting to see the mindset you can have when you're in one place and it feels very empowering to just be like fuck you I'm gonna like do be me and I don't care if like this isn't pretty to you who cares And then to see someone actually investing in themselves and caring for themselves and getting healthier and realizing, oh, actually, no, the people that I was surrounded by were maybe not healthy for me. And Mm -hmm. she's finding new people and and developing all these healthier habits. And it's by the end of it, you're just like, it shows how painful and terrible running is, but (laughs) (laughs) which it is, it just is. But by the end of it, you're like, Ooh, you're a little bit motivated to maybe run a marathon. Run a marathon. (laughs) (laughs) So, so I I do recommend that. And I heard people recommending watching um, westerns uh, because I guess westerns generally have a theme where it's mainly about somebody who's just like 
alone on a horse. You're just like a lone ranger, but you're also like out in all this like open space and beauty, which Mm. is kind of a perfect recipe for anyone that's feeling isolated right now. Like you don't want to watch a movie about people hanging out with all their friends. Right. But you get to see all of this like outside beauty and somebody, uh, you know, enjoying their solitude at the same time. Okay. I like so, that. So I, I thought I thought that was uh, interesting. A good recommendation. So Cool. Well, yeah. I am taking all of your recs and I'm writing them down and I'm going, especially those games. I want to play those. Okie dokie. Now that we're <laughs> 35 minutes into it. <laughs> when we get going, we just get going, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So listen. Jackie, are you ready to talk about this? Actually, do you mind if I pee real quick? (laughs) Yeah, of course. (laughs) All right, I'll be right back. Okay, we're good. All right, I'm ready. All right. Dale, Nancy, John Redcorn. John Redcorn. The three wise men. (laughs) The three musketeers. (laughs) The three amigos. All right. So... Jackie, there's a couple of uh, different theories, I suppose, or, or yeah, I guess we'll just call them theories just for ease. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can think of like three or four. And the main ones are Dale has no clue whatsoever. He is blissfully ignorant, has no idea, does not question at all that Joseph is his son <laughs> and that John Redcorn simply is healing Nancy's migraines. That's it. Mm-hmm. Another is that in a very, very, very deep subconscious way, he knows, but he cannot allow himself to actually acknowledge it. Like it's so deep down inside that it's almost as if he doesn't know. Uh, the other one is that he does know and that he's a cuck. And that he's he's okay with it and he's into it. Well, I've heard uh, maybe a possible fourth theory then mm-hmm. that he knows. And not that he's into it, but he knows that by keeping this going, it's only really torturing John Redcorn. And that's his ultimate revenge. Right. Yes. And that is the other one. Yes. So... Those are the ones that I would like to touch on. Um, do you have any other ones that you've thought of, or are those pretty much the same that you've? I, I think that's really all I've heard. Yeah. So it, before we get into it, my feeling, I'm going to say what I feel right now, and then maybe it, when we're done discussing, maybe we'll have changed our mind a little bit. So I'm curious. Okay. So my feeling right now is that I lean more towards he subconsciously knows deep down deep 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 down inside but his psyche is so fragile his psyche is so fragile that he is unable to actually process it or allow it or even recognize what's happening so he ha- he comes up with uh, the bullshit theory that um joseph was born from aliens you know cuz mm. it's even though that's so outlandish it's safer for him than is to say that nancy cheated on him so that's where I lean more towards. And I also lean a little bit more towards, no, he just doesn't know at all. 
I think I'm right there with you, Amy. I, I, in one sense, I'm like, I, I don't think he knows at all or suspects anything, but there is part of me that thinks that deep, deep down he knows and, and him, um, being so suspicious in all these other ways is his brain maybe redirecting that suspicion he would normally have for Nancy at all this other stuff. It makes, Mm -hmm. I'd be curious to see what he was like before Nancy to see if he was as suspicious or paranoid or if that really ramped up Mm -hmm. after Nancy entered the picture or after she and John Redcorn started having an affair. And then, yeah, that, that whole episode where he, acknowledges that Joseph he's not Joseph's biological father but it's not John Redcorn it's aliens it's almost like his psyche could only make it halfway yeah and then that's and then it just kind of like skewed off into some weird crazy alien theory yes yes well uh, and yeah so that that episode is like one of the big ones of like Dale knows like he does know on a subconscious on at least a subconscious level he knows because he straight up admits it you know he he even says you know it's clear he says to Hank like it's clear I can't deny it any longer you know he's not my biological son and (laughs) poor Hank he's probably like kind of relieved because finally he can be like yeah we all know Yeah. Oh, he's like he's like oh Dale I'm so sorry and then yeah. Dale's like <laughs> and Dale just says well you know Nancy was impregnated by aliens or something along the lines he's like what yeah. <laughs> oh what <laughs> no please for the love of God not this <laughs> I almost feel like if somebody was straight up like here's a DNA test Joseph is John Redcorn's son his brain would find a way to make it so like aliens made him they like harvested his seed but that's that almost exact thing happens so in like the later late 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 season there's the episode i can't remember which one it is but bill meets this woman this hot woman who has two children one of them is clearly the daughter of john redcorn and oh my god what Oh, I don't. God damn it. This is, you know, it's an episode that I never, it's definitely not a popular one. So, and it's well into the later seasons, maybe even the 13th season, the last one. I I can't remember. And I can't remember the name of it anyway. But um, Dale sees, you know, this, this girl and he's immediately like, who the fuck is that? Because she looks like Joseph. She sounds like Joseph. And he's just like what's up with that so he gets super suspicious he gets a sample from like a hair sample from her tests it and it turns out and he's like joseph and this girl have the same father oh my god i don't have the same have the same father so aliens must have impregnated this woman as well and and it's just like he literally has the dna sample of a different child and it's the same DNA as the same father, you know, the whoever, however the DNA works, it's the same match for the paternal line. And he still is just like, it's aliens, even, <laughs> but 
he knows he knows that this is he has to know in that moment and then he even employs john redcorn to steal uh this woman away from from bill because he's so threatened by the daughter which is just so fucked up it's such a fucked up episode so wild how his mind works like you could give him all of the pieces and he'll arrange them in the completely wrong way (laughs) which he just does over and over and over again it's all the time yeah so and then there's you know so you were saying his psyche will only let him get halfway there's the episode where uh Joseph is like acting out. He's hanging out with like the the bad boys in school and John Redcorn is saying, you know, he needs to go on a I think a vision quest. He needs to go on a vision yeah. quest. He's going to, you know, learn who he is and become a man from this and so Hank and Dale and Bobby and Joseph all go out. Hank kind of constructs this vision quest to happen for Joseph and fucking Dale is the one who has a quote unquote vision quest. And he sees a clear example of Nancy being impregnated by John Redcorn. (laughs) And he takes that as he is native American. Dale is native American. Not that his son is native American. It's just like, oh, you were so close. <laughs> His brain will never. He he has constructed his own reality. His brain will never accept what's really. It'll always find a way to distort it mm-hmm. to make it more or, or less traumatic. I don't know. Oh, absolutely. Like like aliens are less traumatic for him than the thought that Nancy, who he loves dearly and trusts implicitly would ever cheat on him well he gets to acknowledge the fact that joseph's not his son but Mm -hmm. nancy is still innocent Mm -hmm. and if anything his family i mean as a paranoid anxious person a lot of times your brain has a way of that anxiety and that paranoia it's it wants your brain to feel like you're the only one that is experiencing this you're the only one that gets it. No one else gets it. You're all mm-hmm. alone in this way. And and the fact that aliens chose his family feeds into that. Definitely. You're, you're somehow special in that mm-hmm. way, even mm-hmm. though it's terrifying and you're all alone. <laughs> yeah. That's so anxiety. Yeah. Right. Oh God. So I, um, that is where I lean more towards is that he, he does know subconsciously, but he can't get there fully. He cannot accept it because I think that he has such a fragile mind and such a loose grasp on reality already that if he were to fully accept it, not only is the love of his life, you know, she's been unfaithful to him for their ent- almost their entire marriage, um, lying to him constantly, uh, so there's not only that, but then he, you know, everything, his whole real, everything that he has built his life on, like he, he cannot live without Nancy, as we've said before, he's just, he would not be capable of living without Nancy. Um, and I think he's also terrified of becoming Bill, which is why he's so mean to him, because he could easily be Bill just in like a more, instead of depressed and suicidal, 
more like lose your mind. Manic. Manic, yeah, like get into trouble with the law, definitely. You know, wow. just doing things that are antisocial. It's interesting to think about because you have two, I guess, I guess he's closer to Hank in that he has a wife and a family, but mm-hmm. then their other two friends are both kind of confirmed bachelors. Mm-hmm. But one is way better at being a bachelor and one right. is a complete failure. So <laughs> One is a bachelor by choice. One, yeah. it's thrust upon him. He doesn't want it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I Yeah. There's no fear of him becoming a Boomhauer. No. No, he would not be able to. He, he, he knows that Nancy is infinitely hotter than he is. You know? You think like, he fully acknowledges that? Oh, I think I, I think that he thinks he's pretty hot, but I, I think he recognizes that Nancy is definitely hotter. He married up for sure. Yeah. I Ugh. think he acknowledges that for uh, definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Heavy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what about him just not knowing at all? Do you think that there's any likelihood that he literally has no clue? Uh, that could be a possibility because he is so oblivious. A lot of the, I mean, like he had no idea that his father was gay, although a lot of people don't know that their parents are gay. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, you know, it's possible that he completely doesn't. And that's the other thing about anxiety. It forces you to only like, a lot, not for a lot of people, not for everyone, it forces you to only consider, see things through your own perspective and, and, and through your own feelings and how things impact you. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we see that a little bit with the relationship he has with his father, where he feels so hurt by his father, it prevents him from really seeing his father for who he actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, he sees him as this figure who abandoned him and is a womanizer and that's not the case at all right and so I feel like that could be the case with Nancy um but I I just can't help but feel like he knows on some subconscious level like there are so many of those ironic moments in the episodes where stop it (laughs) she has destroyed our couch oh destroyed it um, there are so many of those moments, little moments, and somebody early on suggested, what if you did a shot every time there was some ironic moment where mm-hmm. Dale references something, but it's really like him being cheated on. There are so many of those moments, and it almost makes me feel like maybe there are so many of those moments because he on some deep down level is constantly trying to deflect off of himself like mm-hmm. oh thank god that's not me right and John Redman <laughs> just happens to be standing right there or right like I feel bad for like he- like look what a fool that you know like Hank is or you know whatever and right and it's really like you're that's what's happening to you you know right. so it makes me think th- there are so many of those moments because there's a part of him that is just trying so desperately to deflect 
off of him. I don't know. Yeah, I agree with that. There's also like some conflicting things where he has said, um, at least in two episodes that I can remember, that he thinks John Redcorn is gay. Mm-hmm. But then there's many yeah. other episodes where he's like, oh, he, you know, he scores, he bags the ladies. Like, and and it's not a matter of him, you know, being like, oh, he's gay, he's bi. You know, he's not saying that. He's saying straight up, no, he just doesn't, he's not interested in women. And that's why, you know, he's, I, I'm, I'm okay with John Redcorn being with my wife all the time because he's gay. But then he, in other instances, he talks about how John Redcorn is banging all these other ladies. And it's like, well, do you think he's bi? No, he doesn't. He says that he's gay. Does that make sense? Am I making that's, sense? That's interesting. It's like when, when he's around Nancy... John Redcorn's gay, but mm-hmm. when he's not around Nancy, then he can acknowledge that this guy gets it in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so that, I feel like that kind of feeds into that. He knows on a subconscious level. Right. But- right. That's what I think too. Like, you know, it's, it's okay that my wife spends so much time with this man and he's massaging her all the time because he's gay. He's not into it. Mm-hmm. But then the minute it's like you said, the minute it's not Nancy, it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, John and Redcorn's healing, quote unquote, those women. You know, he he knows. He knows that he's having sex with them. That is very interesting. Yeah. He's only said it twice, you know, I, and it's funny you said when it's with Nancy, because it's the. I think it's Nancy boys. It's the episode where Nancy is finally leaving John Redcorn for good. And there's this, and at the very end, it's the confrontation of all three of them. They're all together. And John Redcorn has finally, he, he considers Dale a friend because Dale's been trying to help him get land back. And Nancy is shows up because she wants to like get back with John Redcorn. And he's finally like, no, I can't, you know, I consider Dale a friend. I can't do that to him by healing you or whatever. And Dale walks out and he's like, I got a weird vibe in there. Do you think he's gay? You know, instead of being like, no, they were clearly having a moment between the two of them. Yeah. They were breaking up. (laughs) It's so, if he could be, if he could be suspicious about the wrong thing, then he doesn't have to be suspicious. of. It's so, he really is suspicious in all the wrong ways. Mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and on top of his like suspicious nature you know people have said oh he definitely knows because he records phone calls he's got video everywhere he and has hidden tunnels going to other people's houses <laughs> right um you know he he's put recording devices in other people's houses so he's he has the means to know everything however there is an episode the what is it dogdale afternoon where uh hank and the guys they troll dale by convincing him that his lawnmower was stolen um and hank is like all right i gotta you know he's he's going insane i have to stop this prank so he goes over and he you know talks to nancy he tells her what they did and she says um i don't know why you'd want to fool dale like that i mean it's not hard if you're someone he trusts yeah, And she's clearly being like, you know, I've 
done that a lot. So he trusts he trusts very few people, and when he does trust them, he he trusts them outright. And if he's not suspicious or untrust, if he's not suspicious, quote unquote, of that person, like Nancy. Is he really monitoring her phone calls? Is he looking at the videos? You know, is does he does he actually monitor like her like he does other people that he doesn't trust as well? I I would say no. That's a good point. Yeah, because for a second I started to think, well, Nancy knows that he has surveillance everywhere, mm-hmm. so. Does she not care? Does she want him to find out? But I think I think that's probably truer that she knows that if he trusts you, it doesn't matter what you lay in front of him. He'll he'll find a way to not acknowledge it. Right. Short of them having sex on the dining room table, they've pretty much been caught in any way possible and he still hasn't acknowledged it. I know. John Rickman <laughs> climbing into her bedroom window. Right. Him, like, he comes over while Dale is in the house to massage Nancy. She has her own bedroom. Yeah. (laughs) Specifically so she can have sex with John Redcorn. (laughs) It's pretty clear. But like I said, short of him actually watching John Redcorn's penis going into Nancy's vagina... Or wherever. And even even then, he would find a reason why, like, aliens made them do it. Right. Or, yeah. Or, no, that's part of, um, uh, that's advanced uh, massage therapy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Massaging her, her noni, or nernona, whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nona. Um, Isn't that nah. like an Italian grandma? <laughs> yeah, like striking Nona. <laughs> Well, I I posed the question to people on Instagram just to see what their thoughts were on Mm -hmm. it. Um, I was just like, opinion, you know, Dale knows or Dale doesn't know. And 62% of people said that they believe Dale doesn't know, which was Mm -hmm. um, 130 people total. And then there were 80 people that believed that he does know. Mm -hmm. And I, you know... I asked them to defend their opinion, and of course, I got a whole lot of like random comments, mm-hmm. which who knows what refers to what. Uh, right off the bat, <laughs> Gator Gatorade Lady simply wrote, "Dale's into cucking." <laughs> so that's one that we didn't really talk about—that he fully knows and he's accepting of it. Yeah, and. If he is, then this is such an amazing situation because everyone is in on it then. Everyone has agreed to not say anything. So he gets to be as like open a cuck as he wants to be. And everyone is just feeding into it. Well, if he's also got like a humiliation fetish, then this is like blast off. Blast off, baby, because everybody doesn't if if he if if everybody knows, but they don't know that Dale knows, then it's almost like this added level of like everybody thinks that I'm 
a fool and I'm blind and that my wife is cheating on me and that she's making a fool out of me. And if he's into humiliation, then I'm sure that he's just like full, fully erect. Everyone <laughs> can see it except for <laughs> Peggy. Except for Peggy, I know. <laughs> uh, well, some of the things that people people said, um, well, Sharts and Crafts, who we haven't heard from Sharts and Crafts in a minute, but uh, <laughs> Sharts and Crafts said, Dale knows but refuses to admit it so he can continue to live his carefree lifestyle. That's something that we kind of touched on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and said, he ends up believing Joseph was the product of alien insemination come on he's a nutter butter oh he is mm-hmm. but you know uh so drucifer 2a also says he knew but he he wait a second. he knew but he knew he couldn't get someone hotter plus he got to do his own thing she was kind of his sugar mama mm. yeah she did support his life truly yeah i mean she's way more successful than him way more successful Lotus Flowers also noted that he's a cook. <laughs> Bryce uh, Bryce 963 says he sees conspiracy everywhere to compensate for his willful blindness to this. And then right after that, um, the one and only one <laughs> would be greatest character flaw to have since he always tried to be woke about government and conspiracies. Truly. It mm-hmm. is. It is so ironic. Yeah. Well, here Spiked Spiegel said he purposely he purposefully ignores this because having Joseph love him that much is the best revenge. Right. So that was something that you had mentioned. What, how do you feel about that one, Jackie? Um, I think that that is incredibly interesting to think about and diabolical. But I mm-hmm. don't know that Dale is capable of being that diabolical. I I agree. So I I like it because the revenge thing ties in very well with Dale. He fucking lo- that guy loves to get him some revenge. Mm-hmm. But he is not capable of carrying on a fourteen year revenge. Fuck you without anybody knowing. Like if he was able to do that, he is a master manipulator master liar and actor and dale just isn't he just isn't i mean he's too he's too unstable to be that good at something i mean if if he is i love the idea that he has fooled all of us yeah I, i love that idea but realistically if he did want revenge i think it would be some like half-assed blowing up john redcorn's trailer thing that goes around right <laughs> right exactly <laughs> like so for instance there's the the episode where hank is having kind of a dirty dream about nancy and when dale finds out he loses his shit and tries to uh electrocute them by throwing trying to throw a toaster into the jacuzzi that they're all in oh that's right he oh my god and this this fully ties into the and we're not going to get into it but how people just talk about how much they hate peggy and how terrible she is this is one of those moments where dale has literally tried to kill people 
everyone's just like Peggy sucks because she manipulated Bill or did this or did that it's just like this is a character that has literally tried to kill people with a poster he's like tried to drink Hank's blood and Bobby's blood he's tried to impale Hank on a um one of those ride on lift things where you like lift heavy thing like they have the forklift almost yeah forklift Mm -hmm. right he's tried to impale Hank on one of those (laughs) so he's not that that's my thing with the revenge and he is not subtle with his revenge he's not he is not very good at being subtle in any way whatsoever no not yeah his revenge will come at you screaming with his little (laughs) arms flailing (laughs) yes I do like this. So DJ Bechamel says Dale wasn't a particularly sexual being. As long as Nancy didn't leave him, he wouldn't have cared. So that's interesting. Mm. That he doesn't really, he doesn't really give a shit about sex, possibly asexual. So Nancy can have her own as long as she doesn't leave him. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. So kind of along the lines of him, him, you know, he knows, but he's okay with it. Yeah, maybe he's not fully getting off on it. Right, like it's but, not cucking. Yeah. Linstagram says too much of the bandwidth of his thoughts are dedicated to conspiracy theories. <laughs> <laughs> so Ape 7 Ill, April, says because the beauty of Dale is that he's paranoid about everything except the one real thing. Also, Dale doesn't have the ability to internalize anything. Mm. <laughs> true that's true yeah great points dark sky noise so i've never seen that that name before dark Mm-mm. sky dark sky noise there's a couple that we haven't seen before this one got people talking oh yeah uh dark sky noise says he knew but couldn't accept it so he didn't he made up the alien thing to cope cope which is what we were saying mm-hmm. um which n guy 99 kind of said a similar thing he was in denial and his conspiracies were a sort of regression slash escape and Maz underscore Cervezas said extremely oblivious or cuck fetishist Detorg says Dale knew but was comfortable in his life he does love Nancy and wants her to be happy mm. but then I, I wonder would Nancy be happier with John Redcorn They truly loved each other. I wonder that too, because for a while it seemed like, all right, this thruple situation that Dale seems unaware that he's in, you know, she said like, this just works for us. And uh, I can accept that. But then she does break up with John Redcorn. And I'm just like, do you really have a closer bond with Dale than John Redcorn? I have a hard time reckoning with that. Yeah, I know. Um, or is it more like if I leave Dale for John Redcorn, then that's really going to completely shatter Joseph's reality. And Dale, Dale. I mean, she probably is aware that Dale might kill himself. <laughs> well, I bet that I bet if she wanted to, I bet she could leave Dale, move in with John Redcorn. And Dale would still somehow find a way to rationalize that they weren't together. Um, right, right. She, all she, I mean, she, she would just be doing the same thing 
she's doing now, just she wouldn't be living with Dale. Or, you know, maybe she would. Who knows? But it would really impact Joseph, probably. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Uh, I don't know why she, I can't, I can't remember exactly why she breaks up with John Redcorn. I'm very curious to get to that episode. Nick Kermit wrote, he would have done something, which, which I, I think is kind of what we were saying before. He would have blown something up or yeah, kill himself or something. Yeah. So here's, okay. So two people. So let's be Lauda and dark sky noise. Um, they mention that he's he sleeps he's sleep talking and I guess he I think it was when he was having the surgery to you know give a race car driver his kidney. He says, Nancy, what's Redcorn doing in our shower? Like that was a that like he's sleeping, so that's pure subconscious. A question of why why is this guy in our shower? I'm sure Nancy came up with a you know a good excuse. He got massage oil all over him and he, he had to wash it off. And probably at that time, he's like, okay, good excuse. I'll take that. But while you're sleeping, those things bubble up again. Mm. So again, that's one of those, that's a tick for he knew on a subconscious level. Mm. Brand or Smash says, I just feel like he played dumb to protect his and Joseph's feelings. Which might be the most tragic yeah. option. I don't know, because there is that point where he straight up says to Joseph, like, you're not, we're not biologically related. He's, you know, it's the whole alien episode. And Joseph's just like, what are you talking about? Just because, like, you're a spaz, you're a weirdo doesn't mean, and you're bad at sports doesn't mean we're not, you know, you're not my father, you're not biologically my father. And he's like, we're not, you know, you're, you were born from aliens. So he's, he tells Joseph that he's not biologically his, but I don't know. Maybe that was his way of admitting it to both of them. Like admitting it to himself and Joseph. Maybe mm-hmm. for in the future when it does come, when Joseph does finally realize. Because Joseph, he's gonna know. He's gonna figure it out. Like oh, there's no man. way that that guy goes into his 20s without realizing that is not my father. My biological father. That is not my biological father. At the very least, by the time the tenth person is just like, "Are you Native American?" Or <laughs> where are you from? Yeah, where are you from? He's gonna get a lot of that, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that he where definitely are you from, figures it Texas? out. Texas? No, but where are you really from? <laughs> like your parents? Where are they from? <laughs> is English your second language? <laughs> Actually. I did. We did get a message from someone that I thought was kind of interesting. Some tribe sent us a message and it says, I've got more to say on the Dale slash John Redcorn that can fit in an Insta story. I'm not totally sold one way or the other, but sometimes I wonder if Dale doesn't see it because he's racist. (gasps) Like he couldn't even fathom his wife sleeping with someone from another race. We see him get so enraged slash protective when the idea of Nancy and Hank sleeping together comes up. Actually, he's the one one who quickly jumps to the assumption that Hank's suggesting that they all swing. I have to wonder if John Redcorn was white, would Dale have figured it out long ago? I don't know the answer. 
We do see Dale be very sweet to John Redcorn and a bunch of other characters, but those aren't necessarily mutually excuse exclusive traits. That is an interesting point. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is definitely a thing. I mean, God, I'm so damn white and straight. It's like impossible for me to speak articulately about an issue like that. But I mean, that is a thing of, of there are people that get incredibly offended at the idea of a non-white man being with a white woman. Yes. I yeah. feel like we have to acknowledge that as a possibility, even though I hate to think of uh, Dale in that way, but, but that is, that is a, a thing. Yeah. In our, it absolutely, it absolutely is. I mean, it, I wonder if, because Native Americans are seen as um, spiritual and noble. You know, we have the the vision of the wise Native American. You know, does Dale think that he simply couldn't possibly do that? He couldn't possibly cheat or, or sleep with someone's wife because of that? Like, instead of seeing him as a man, as another person, he's putting him on a different pedestal. He's a healer. He's um, he's a wiser person than that. Instead of just John Redcorn is a person. He's a human. He's a you know he's a dude. He's a man. It's possible. I mean, in that scenario, even if the perception does appear to be more positive, it's still you're putting this person in an other category. Right. You're other. Yes. I don't know. That's compelling. I, can... I think that's definitely another thing that we tend to do as white people too, is to, um, we judge people based on their differences and how they're different from us, mainly skin color and, and gender. And I think in some ways we criminalize people based on appearance, but then in other ways we like almost castrate them. Mm-hmm based on nothing except our own racist perceptions right and that's problematic as well but mm -hmm. but I'd be I would definitely I think that's a very good point and of course we're not equipped to to speak to it but I think it is worth acknowledging and and if other people you know other people are welcome to write in and and please if if you have something to say or can provide more information and can educate mm -hmm. us we're open to it mm -hmm. for sure yeah or even maybe um dale can't s simply can't imagine nancy a white woman being interested in some somebody other than a white man yeah yeah i think that i thought that was a really interesting point and like you said we can't really speak to it but it should be acknowledged yeah and who who's to say that there are little bits of like all this stuff that doesn't just like all play together, you know? Oh, I'm sure. That's why I think that this one is it it doesn't infuriate people as much because there are a lot of different things that can encompass it and like a lot of different little pieces from each side that I think we can all put together. I think everybody can kind of agree on a lot of different points to this. Whereas it's, you know, with Bill and and Bobby and Hank and Peggy, it's a very either yes or no, one or the other. And it's 
such there's such a hard line on which way you go with that but with this one it's kind of like well it really could be any of these i personally don't i lean more towards this way but i can also see you know that being a uh, true as well yeah absolutely do you think that you've changed your opinion at all in any way i don't think i've changed my opinion i do there is a i don't want to see uh I don't generally like the idea of revenge and Mm -hmm. I don't like the idea that Dale is getting revenge on Nancy or John Redcorn because that can be so toxic. But if um, you're just thinking about just Dale and not Nancy or John Redcorn, I like the idea that he is really this secret mastermind and he knows Mm -hmm. what he's doing and it's all this subtle, long con to mm-hmm. get back at John Redcorn. I like that idea in a sense, but I just I really just don't think it's realistic or true yeah. to the character. I think I feel the same exact way honestly cuz I I think revenge is in line with Dale. Um I think that it's a compelling argument, but I don't think that he is capable of, you know, fully committing to something to a long con like that yeah he would have like blown his own arms off (laughs) well and and just to just to say so in the hellenium when he's kind of been you know he's been hoarding and preparing and you know uh secretly stockpiling for the apocalypse for y2k the second something goes slight something goes wrong he loses it he loses his shit he immediately gives up that he has not he's not actually uh in fully doesn't fully trust the government he does you know cuz he's like oh the government's going to take care of y2k but he's like lying so he can like secretly stockpile and hoard but the minute like that goes wrong he comes flying into hanks like ah everything i've prepared for is fucked you know so I think that that there would have been some sort of instance where the littlest thing would have sent him off and yeah. he would have blown his cover with the whole revenge scheme. I think so too. It is fun to think about, but mm-hmm. I, I think I don't think he could last that long without blowing no. up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Himself or others something. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I I still feel pretty much the same. I still think that he does know on a subconscious level, but he he will not ever be able to get there fully. I agree. Even when Joseph is 25 and he's like I am John Redcorn is my biological father. And then poor <laughs> Joseph has to be in on it with everyone else. Oh god. <laughs> so tragic. I know. He's like I love my father too much to hurt him this way now he must carry the burden oh that's yes <laughs> well this mini sode has ended up being a maxi sode <laughs> we're extra, up here can you see us we're up extra here. extra maxi absorbent yeah huge <laughs> for your heaviest of days yes <laughs> every day is a heavy day now huh oh yeah <laughs> all right jackie well, thank you for discussing this with me. That was really, I, I really enjoyed that. And I enjoyed listening to everybody else's theories on it too. 
I know. And I'm sure we'll have other mini-sodes where we talk about other stuff, but I wouldn't be surprised if we had to come back to this for whatever reason, because it's just an ongoing discussion, isn't it? There's a lot to unpack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> always. Always yeah. with Dale. There's always something else. <laughs> yeah. There's always something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this was, this will be out on... This is... I mean, you're listening to this now, so... Uh, if so, this is a Patreon exclusive uh, for the next two weeks, and then Ooh. we will be releasing it to everyone. But we want to say thank you all very much for being our patron supporters, especially during this time. It means the world to us. Yeah. And by the time this comes out, I mean, hopefully the world is still here. <laughs> nope. Cut that out. <laughs> We're excited. We're excited for the Patreons and we're excited just to have anyone listen to this. Mm-hmm. And thank you for listening. Rate, review, subscribe, call us on the phone. Yes. Leave a message. Uh, share your favorite books, activities, uh, games, shows, movies, and take care. We love you. We love you. <laughs> and until next time, mini listeners. Mickey, bye, can't do it. Bye.